Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 50. Yeah, I was gonna say... <laughs> I was gonna say that! <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, you know, I was gonna, like, uh, this is the special uh, PJ edition, but we're always in our PJs, yes, I think. Yes, almost always, yeah. yeah. So, never mind. <laughs> that just means this is making it the 50th special episode. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's the PJ edition, um, but number 50. Penta, Penta Jams. <laughs> Five Jams. That sounds like an arcade game. Penta Jams? Penta Jams. I can see that. Yeah. Like uh, old school, like uh, Centipede or Something whatever. like that, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I would, I would put one quarter in. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then we'll go from there. But... Just so you're aware, it costs 50 cents to play. <laughs> I will pay, I will put a quarter in and um, watch as it uh, asks me for more. Yeah. Just wait for someone else to come in and put a quarter in. Yep. Like, oh, it only costs 25 cents? <laughs> wow, this Penta Jam is the greatest. <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs> What was that, uh, that, that, um, wasn't there, like, some sort of weird cursed arcade game? Like, Polybius or something? Palabia? Yes. Plabia. <laughs> Play. Plague. Plagued labias. <coughs> oh, no. That's the worst. We don't want that. And guess, guess you're, uh, OBGYN. Yes. I want to get that taken care of. Mm. Full support. Support Planned Parenthood. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so we read Folk Lords Bat, uh, Bat <laughs> by Matt Kind and a bunch of other people that I totally forgot because I didn't prepare. Yep. <laughs> it's not our job to look this stuff up. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's... I don't know what anyone's thinking. We're not we're not doing the heavy lifting for you. Exactly. We're just here to, to goof off. Yeah, we're gonna talk with each other about some shit. And if you like it enough, you do the heavy lifting to read Folklords by Matt whatever his name was. Kind Kindit <laughs> K I N D T. That's Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Yes. It's it's like it's cutesy, whimsical, it's like a like, it, the setup is essentially like a little, uh, basically your normal hero's journey type situation where uh, there's a quest, a uh, young boy goes out into the world and discovers, you know, what he wants to do and shit like that. Yes. And it also had a second layer of mystery to it that they don't really tell you what's going on. That's not this little boy going on a quest. Yeah, there's um there's definitely a lot kind of left up in the air by the end of the book, which I wasn't expecting. Well, when I got t- toward the end, I was like, okay, so they're not going to wrap this up. Right, yeah. But when I first put the book on, on the list, I was like, oh, um, one of one, uh, I guess. That's, that's all there is, so right. we're, we're going to read this. <laughs> it also, in a sense... 
reminded me of the never-ending story mm. in its storytelling devices. Okay. Multiple worlds. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, and, and like how they are synced. Right. Like uh, the the fictional world of you know uh, goblins and elves and, and gnomes and whatnot mm-hmm. are a real existent place that you could be and have things happen. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the real world also exists, and there's like some minor cross communication. Like people are aware. That right. The other exists. Not not all mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Not all people, at least in this book. Right. Uh, and in fact, it, it's more of like a it, at least within the fantasy world, it's it seems to be like um, they, they treat the the real world as like a dirty secret. That, yes. You know, nobody should know about. Which fair. Yeah. yeah. It is a horrible, horrible place. Mm-hmm. And. and um, yeah, this dumb kid, he's just, like, determined to find the real world. It's like, no, no, buddy. Like, you're perfectly fine where you are. Do we know why he's wearing, like, a business suit or whatever the hell? Yeah, I think he's just, he became so obsessed with this, you know, with the real world that he sees in his dreams or whatever that he basically models his entire existence after what he sees. Gotcha. In these, like, visions of our world. And he chose... A business suit. And also, how did he tailor a business suit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, it doesn't matter that much in the context, but it's like, really? That? Like, you think it's made of, made of like, sackcloth? Yes. <laughs> Dyed sackcloth. <laughs> so this so is no, no, no different than, you know, what, what any other poor peasant would wear. But it just act. It just looks a little better. It just shaped differently yeah. and fit better. Yeah, yeah, but it's still itchy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I one thing about the art I enjoyed was uh, well, the 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 title pages it, it expands every single time. I was about to say that. Yeah, that was one of the things I really liked was the it, this character's known known world. Mm-hmm. Each each chapter. It gets longer as the story goes. So yep. That's pretty cool. Yep, I I really like that fact. Where yeah, as he explores the world, you you see more of uh, his world shown in that uh, first map of his. And there's lots of like interesting little details that might be missed if you're not paying attention. Because um, I remember in the forest they were talking about you know some crazy murderer you know uh, murdering people and then like planting trees out of their bodies yeah feeding the candy and then yeah planting. yeah yeah and then I went back and a couple pages because I, I could have sworn I saw a tree that looked very skeletal and yeah uh, I think about three or four pages before uh, that will reveal about you know the, the murderer. There was literally a tree where uh, its uh, trunk looks like a ribcage. Oh, neat. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and, and I kind of wonder, you know, what other little details, like, in the art that, uh, that's been put in the, in the book for people to discover. So stuff right. Like that. <coughs> that I definitely missed. <laughs> Guarantee it. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it was intentional. I like to think it was intentional. Well, it has to be, right? Like. Maybe. I, I, I mean... I would hope so, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it could also be me 
you know, having the idea that, you know, oh, there's a murderer planting trees and people and and shit, and then, oh, this happens to look like a ribcage, and I was just kind of making a connection in my own head. I don't know how many trees, even in fantasy stories, happen to look like ribcages. Well, it's, it's, it's I mean, when I said ribcages, like, it, it vaguely resembles okay. a ribcage. I don't remember <laughs> seeing it, so I, I'm going to have to go look. Yeah. But I'm just going to go with that it was, it's what you're assuming. Yeah. And it was intended that way. That way this book feels even better. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, like, did they also explain why the gnomes were oppressed? I don't think so. Why the gnomes? Is it because they're tiny and easy to manipulate? I would assume that's the reason. That's it's, a bummer. Yeah. Because they're weak. Yeah. 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 And what were they being subjected? They're being subjected to, like, stories. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To act out, like, stories that we would write about in the real world. Right. But in this fantasy setting. Yes. Which is kind of weird. It is weird because, uh, if I recall, they talk about the gnomes being oppressed earlier in the book. Towards the end of the book, when they go to the the banned book library or whatever it was, and they go through the series of, of rooms, and those rooms are separate stories, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we see the gnomes actually mm. acting out and doing shit, right? Right. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. So so we're jump. Uh, I'm hoping there there is like more more mm-hmm. books after this because I. I uh, the writers, the the creators, uh, created a, a world. I well, I don't know if I'm actually invested in it in it, but I'm very curious. Yeah, super like, curious. What's going on? Yeah, it's it it sinks its claws into you. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's 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 a fun read, and it's funny because these going back again to the banned book library, and we'll we can backtrack later. I'm sure. Um, but each of those rooms were referencing different stories, mm-hmm. and I did not spend any time trying to figure out what they were, except for the Edgar Allan Poe room. Yeah, like because that one was super obvious to me. Right, and that's something I'm semi familiar with growing up. But then there was also outside of that, uh, Hansel and Gretel, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where the candy house was. Yep. So. I'm curious to know what other stories were seeped into this story from the outside of the fantasy world character perspective, the folklords, right? Mm. So, yeah, it's um, I want to say that there's probably there's a reference to like Little Red Riding Hood or something like that. I could have sworn there was. Where but... where where at? I don't recall that. I don't remember. Uh, it's in the woods somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah, somewhere. And there's, and there's like a wolf. And there's red something. Yeah. Piece of cloth maybe. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now this is it's just it was a picture of a strawberry. <laughs> I did like the fantasy world though. Like before they even got to these other stories, I guess, mm-hmm. or tropes. It was just it felt like a fun little fantasy world to hang out. There's like the Leaf Village. Where dude would go hang out with that chick. There's one elf. Yeah. Who we find out later, who I think we find out later, is is um like real world. 
And why Archer keeps disappearing is because, like, bouncing back to the real world instead of engaging. Um, I think the elf is is just an elf in the in the fantasy world. The character you're referring, you're talking about the very last yeah. issue. I think that's a completely different character that just introduced oh. at the very end. Oh, I I thought it was Archer, and I had just read it like because they kept saying, "Where did Archer go? Archer disappeared," and I thought that was that character not being in the library reading at that time mm-hmm. or in one of the various... Because at the end, there's like a pentagram. Yeah. And then like a library and then a like antiques bookstore and stuff like that. So I just assumed that character was only engaged when... But I there's no real connection. Yeah. But I just was like... I thought it was the same person. That's I why... Can, okay. I, yeah. Because, I, yeah... That Archer Elf does, like, disappear a lot. Right. But um, I, I believe at that little um, epilogue thing where the where I think the new characters are introduced, they were looking for Ansel, which is the main character in the fantasy world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it doesn't quite make uh, sense for Archer to be looking for Ansel. Okay. Right? When they already interact. Right. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Now, a note on Archer, I... Th- um, I think it's really interesting uh, the section where he was talking about his past, because there was, you know, the the pet peeve of you know, uh, narration, right? Where and it's showing me what's going on, but the thing is, they did it right where the narration doesn't actually match up with what's being depicted in the pictures, right? And it's like, okay, good use of narration, right, and stuff. So we're <laughs> we're understanding that, okay. Archer is an unreliable narrator and not necessarily trustworthy, or or maybe he's feeling ashamed about his past or something. Right. There's something going on that yeah. he's not telling the truth. And I thought that was cool. It was cool. I also really enjoyed the the fairy troll. It was a very <laughs> sweet fairy troll that just wanted pies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me sad because what it seems like. All trolls are being blinded? Yeah. So what the fuck? Well, we, we run into two trolls, right? I think so, yeah. And they're bl- being blinded intentionally, right? Yeah. So. Like, God damn it. That's fucked up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck these uh, librarians, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Which are basically just Shh. Shh. <laughs> they shush people. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the librarians are basically the cops. Shh. <laughs> the the thought police. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, and it's funny too because I guess a, a coming of age thing in this in this world is you get to choose a quest, go on said quest, mm-hmm. and then the thought police come in and say no quest for anyone except for these quests we tell you to do, which is be narcs. Yeah. Or be be spies. Right. Basically. Yeah, like, rat you. out your friends. Yeah, rat out your friends so they can die. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, fuck those guys. And, but, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. So, uh, part of the plot is, like, apparently years ago there was you know, an attempt. <laughs> I'm a librarian. I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> Just ruin everything. Ruin your train of thought. Ruin the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck 
fucking librarians. They're everywhere. <laughs> now, what were you saying? <laughs> I forgot where I was going. Hell yeah, it works. Thought police. Uh, no thinking for you. Oh shit, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I am a folklore thought police. You are. Um, you're the captain of the guard. Or whatever they got going on. I'm letting, I'm letting this ride out, too. It's just, in my head. It's, just, it's, it's like having static in your head. Yes. There was like an attempt to overthrow the librarians like in the past by like people who, who were going on their quest, right? Because there's that, that lady... In the village, who did the exact same quest the year before, right? And then there's that guy who infiltrated the librarians. Yes. But was it a true? Were they trying to overthrow, or were they just kind of? Did they? Uh, well, maybe maybe explicitly what it, state that. Maybe what it was was they were looking for the folklore too. Yeah, folklords too, and then realize, oh wait, this is forbidden territory, and we gotta infiltrate whatever. Right. Maybe that's what it was. Well, it's it seemed odd, like to me, where the older guy who who actually dressed up as the librarians um, essentially became the the chief of the police at the end of that little arc. He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just making up some bullshit, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very curious to see if he uh, he does end up reforming the this fake police. That would be really awesome. That would be a great like story arc. Yeah. Is that character reforming the librarians, and then what that what does that become, mm-hmm. and how does that further elevate the the world? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, other than that, there's there's really just more questions than there really are any answers. Big time. Like, yeah, big time. Because for a moment there, I don't remember exactly when. I just kind of thought there was a part of it to where I thought maybe they were insinuating that you, the reader, were a folklord mm-hmm. through the process. But then, no, there was an actual dude typing typing on a typewriter right like and there's a writer's room that we don't know we haven't seen they just talked about and that's the next step of the quest mm-hmm. it's like okay so there is a weird breaking down of the fourth wall that ends up not breaking down the fourth wall yeah it's like a soft it's like a, a little peephole yeah yeah that, i guess that's the best way to put it because it really feels like that it is, but then mm-hmm. you realize it's not. Yeah, it's it's like some really, I don't know, fancy literary trickery yes. happening here <laughs> that I don't quite understand, but I like it. it. It's done well and it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get my fantasy shit. As we all know, I just love fantasy. Right. So it's tied in really well. Um, On that fourth wall note, like... I, I'm, most of my time thinking about this book after I read it is, like, like, 
how many narrators are there? Yep. Who is the narrator? Because like there's different font types for yep. each of these narrations, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then there's almost some of the the text bubbles are almost digital too, mm-hmm. like in the font or whatever, right? Which leads you to believe a more modern, maybe a computer. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking, it's good, and yeah. it and it leaves breadcrumbs, which they bring up in the book also. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I I think like uh yeah I'm I'm probably gonna grab the the second volume if there is one and hopefully there is because this this is a really interesting book yeah or at least some spinoff yeah something I don't know I haven't looked into it mm-hmm. but super interested really well done left me with a ton more questions like you had said mm-hmm. but it's like but it's not annoying. Well, right. It's annoying in the sense where it's like, fuck, I need to know. Mm-hmm. But it's not annoying to where I feel like it's a cliffhanger. Right. It um it, it feels natural. Yes. Like, yes. It ended at, on uh where it, it probably should have ended. Like, yeah, it's just it's just overall just a really well written book. Yep. And and slightly different than most things that I've read. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The album this time was Sepultura Quadra. Released in 2020 on Napalm Nuclear Blast. Yeah. Not Napalm. And I assume they're still from Brazil. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I assume they're still living down there. I think they are. Okay. So, (laughs) I like how the album started with a choir singing Sus. (laughs) (laughs) And it ended with Derek. Uh... Screaming, um, I believe, let me out. (laughs) (laughs) And it also ended with, like, a completely different vocalist on that track. Some lady was singing at the very end. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I just thought, like, the beginning and the end were, like, it encapsulates how I feel about (laughs) this album. It's like... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little sus, and at the end, it's like, yeah, let me out. Let me out. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly not early Sepultura. Nope. Um, I did like some of the riffing on the uh, earlier parts of the album. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, it just it doesn't do much for me. Nope. It's super forgettable. Yeah. It's surprisingly not the worst thing ever. No. You know, I've definitely heard horrible music and this isn't i would say that but it's definitely more accessible to a wider audience maybe Mm -hmm. is a good way to put it and to that point kind of uh forgettable yeah um i guess in his defense i will say it's better than soulfly oh absolutely yeah so it's got that going for it yep (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny to me because on this album, it sounds like Derek is trying to be later Chuck Billy. Like if you listen to later Testament and this album, like the vocals, it's like huh. that you're fucking Chuck Billy right now. <laughs> you're fucking. <laughs> I realized what came out of my mouth <laughs> after. <laughs> That's how they did the vocals. It's just, it's actually Derek fucking Chuck Billy and they recorded it. Yep, that's what it is. 
And those aren't vocals. That's just the noise of the sex. It doesn't even come from any of their throats. No. It's just how that, just, how that clapping sounds. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, they, they get their uh, organs to be very articulate. Yeah. A lot of angles. Um, uh, I have to go back and listen and see if I can hear the resemblance. <laughs> Seriously, though. And that also made me think, too, um, how, we'll just say older bands, and there's caveats to this, and I'll get to that, but basically I just don't care mm-hmm. with Sepultura or Testament or creator, whatever. I don't care that you're making new music. Yeah. Which sounds weird, but it's like, I want the stuff that made your bands your bands, and that's it. I don't need new stuff from you, because it's been not good. Yeah. But then the counterpoint to that is we just listened to Immolation's latest album, Mm -hmm. and it fucking ruled. Yeah. So maybe I just need to give things a shot. Or maybe it's just thrash bands that are horrible um, now. I mean, maybe. I, I just feel like um, a lot of people don't realize they've run out of ideas. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're trying to make a career, too. That's true. So I get it. Yeah. And you've got a name. You can keep pumping shit out, and there's going to be a core audience that buys your shit. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that we listen to this album is because I went to a Sepultura show. <laughs> and it wasn't bad. I mean, it was fine. Um, they didn't play hardly anything I wanted, mm-hmm. which is the case nowadays. But I went to see Sacred Reich, who ended up not playing because one of the dudes had the flu or something. Not lame. So I saw Crowbar, which was they played the one song I want to hear, and the rest is like, all right, let's get to the one song I want to hear. <laughs> and then the band I wanted to see didn't play, and then Sepultura went on and didn't play any music I wanted to hear. So that sounds like a bad night. It, well, I mean, it wasn't. It was okay because it was heavy metal. Yeah, you know, but it, a little, a little disappointing. Yeah, a little disappointing. It's like okay, well, but then I just didn't realize that they had a new album, mm. and they their backdrop was the coin or whatever that the album art is on this. Yeah, it's like oh. Well, maybe, fuck it, there's something new to listen to, and then maybe maybe we shouldn't have. <laughs> but whatever. Now, I I looked up this album uh, just to get some background info, mm-hmm. uh, because apparently I, I do do some research sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently it's a concept album, and oh, the concept is the number four. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Why is it not just four tracks then? I don't fuck. Because I think it's 12, right? 12 is div- by, divisible by four, and it's like divided into three sections. Oh, is it? Or are I, you just making that up? I'm not. I'm getting this off the wiki. Oh, okay. So maybe wiki is making gotcha. some, some shit up. Gotcha. But like, but like after reading that, I can kind of see where the delineations are. Like the first three okay. songs are the thrashier ones. Right. With the more riff-driven mm-hmm. stuff. And then, apparently, a group of three songs are supposed to be, like, the Roots era, tribally. 
Okay. Stuff. And then there's supposed to be a group of three that's supposed to be like um, more proggy or whatever, mm-hmm. which I, I didn't really get that. Well, I kind of got that a little bit. It's probably within that realm. Uh, this is a returning thing with the track, the pentagram. It had kind of, it was, it, it was to me, a sepulcher attempt at thrashy prog. Okay. Like if you listen to it, it has some decent riffs or whatever. And then they kind of like changed direction a little bit mm-hmm. and it came off more as just like, check this riff out, check this riff out. Dude, check this riff out instead of an actual progressive song. Right. But it was kind of cool. So I could see that section, okay. that song being in that section. Fair. Um, and I don't remember what the fourth one is supposed to be. But uh, And again, I could tell a different styling there. Uh, the second to last song, it felt like they were trying to do this atmospheric type of sound or okay. song. It yeah. wasn't good, yeah. and I don't think thrash bands or groove bands or whatever the hell they are now mm-hmm. should try that, because that's not in the genre's wheelhouse. No. Like, don't. Yeah. And then after that was the lady singing. I was like, why, why is this bitch here? <laughs> Where did she come from? You know, it's, now that I think about it, like, atmosphere and thrash... I don't know, the, the only thing that pops into my head is uh, Call Cthulhu off of uh, Ride the Lightning. That's kind of the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it also is Riff City. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah, Thrash Bands can't do it, but just do it. Do it right. Just don't. <laughs> or don't. Just don't. Give me aggressive riffs. Yeah. Be angry at the government or drink beer. like. And be fast. Yeah, be fast. Mm-hmm. You're Thrash. Like, even you, creator, goddammit. I love your melodic stuff. It's cool, but it's not fast creator, and I want fast fucking creator. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get that at Merciful Fate tomorrow. No. When? See, I, I'm trying to play the 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 game where it's like I'm trying to balance out um, parking spot with uh, not having to see bands I don't really have to see. Yep. And I, I can't quite figure out the math on that right now. Especially for that venue. Yeah. I don't know what my plan is either. Yeah. There's a part of me that wanted to show up early and just sit in a parking lot, but... That's that's a possibility. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. It is pretty chilly. Yeah. Now, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going to... Yeah. It's a tabernacle, too? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know where to park in that area. There's all kinds of parking around there. Yeah. I'm with you. It's like... Because we rarely go. Yeah. But I looked online a couple days ago, and there's a lot of parking lots. Okay. Like, literally all in that area. Okay. Well, hopefully none of it is too expensive. Yeah. I think it was 15 or less. Most of the places. Yeah. And some were different. But none of those are Sepultura albums. No, none of them are. (laughs) But it's far more interesting than this album was. Yeah, because it's um, Merciful Fate adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you're parking adjacent to where they're playing. <laughs> I wonder when they're going to go on tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just imagine people like listening to us talk about what we're going to do tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is entertainment, guys. 
It's merciful fate. Surely, if you're if you're listening to this, surely you know the importance of watching Merciful Fate live. Uh-huh. Otherwise, why are you listening to us? Uh-huh. You should stop listening to us and start listening to Merciful Fate. This it's, instant. Yeah. It, I mean, if at any point when you're not listening to Merciful Fate, you should probably consider listening to Merciful Fate. Yeah. He agrees. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully in the future, um, I don't think I have anything lined up that's kind of like, like this. this. I think we get some more interesting stuff coming up. Okay. If I recall, because I've listened to some of them. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm going to put that on the list so I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm not lying to you right now. <laughs> but I think that's the case. Uh, yeah, I, I don't recall putting anything else like this on our <laughs> list. At least I did. Yeah. Um, it might be one or two like left field stuff because that's kind of what I do anyways. Right. But, you right. know, nothing like uh, current sepultura. Yep. So, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to... Uh, who... So if Sepultura played Maryland Death Fest, or some version of it, was that... Do you know who was in that this past year? Oh, this past year? Yeah. Uh, was it like Max and Igor? Oh, like, what, when they were doing like Horizon. And before, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh, Max and Igor. Okay. And I don't know who else. Okay. But it was Max and Igor, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm curious to know more about that set. Yeah. Because in my head, it has a potential to be phenomenal. Yeah. But who what, knows? What? Uh, Kilpatrick went to the Atlanta show, at least, I think. Or a show that was nearby. Oh, they did more than just MDF? Yeah. They did a whole, like, they did several dates. No shit. Yeah, but I don't think any of them were in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to hit her up, see what's up. Yeah, I, th- I think they played two albums. I just don't recall which two. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Might be a Rise in Chaos AD, maybe? I would hope they would go the other way. Yeah. Like, give me a Rise in Before, please. Right. Anyway, uh, don't listen to this Sepultura album. Listen to the Sepultura albums that made Sepultura Sepultura. Mm-hmm. Max and Igor. Dingus <laughs> <laughs> and Dongus. Hey, Michael.